not that cricket. It is the Clubhouse End, a podcast. The name is Larry Kudirai, and it's end of day, day two of the uh, first test against um, the West Indies. I'm here with Dalin Tamatamba Nazol, the commentator, former uh, first-class cricketer, domestic cricketer, so he knows a lot about cricket. He knows a lot more about cricket than I, who just watches it. <laughs> yeah, well... I don't know if that's actually true, but uh, we'll go with that. <laughs> you have no shyness. Uh, um, okay, what's there to be shy about, first off, I think? Uh, but yeah, like you can't know more than anyone about cricket. You just have a different perspective, I think. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So today, two centurions. Uh, first of all, before we talk about them, uh, what's your summary of today? Well, today, I think... Uh, I was a little disappointed by the West Indies. I mean, it's a good thing that they got two centuries. But I really think that because we have, we've lost so much time in the test match, 100 overs, I think 109 overs in total so far, that uh, you need to score quickly to make sure that you try and win this test match. Um, and at periods, I think I thought they were just, they kind of meandered. They got really, comfortable. They got comfortable, yeah. And then they were, and then, um, so I think also like, Zimbabwe didn't really need to put them under a lot of pressure because they weren't really trying to win this test match and I'm not sure if Zimbabwe really needs to try and win this test match given the fact that they're a largely depleted side. Yeah, 109 overs is a lot so that means I think well, we just had a conversation with um, uh, Chandapur who just got his he's made in century and it talked about the plan was always to just get to 210 today and I just thought that's just a little bit. That's just too little. Like there were 38 overs, so and there were 122 overnights or something like that, and they've got into uh, 221. So in 38 overs, they've just made roughly 109 runs. Yeah, that, yeah that's about right. Because like you know, I I, th- I think there would have been better served to be another maybe 150 and 150 extra, which would have been. Uh, around about 270 today yeah. um, and then try and get another maybe 130 runs between the start of play because we're assuming that there's going to be no rain no rain delays tomorrow um, and then you have about 400 as a target for the first innings for Zimbabwe um, and maybe halfway through the actual test match two and a half days to play and then maybe you might get a result but I think they've just as I said batted too, a little too slowly but the other thing is they're exciting players still to come. Uh, yeah, guys uh, can accelerate very quickly. Very quickly, yeah. So uh, I'm really looking forward to watching Carl Myers because he's uh, he's an exciting player. So uh, and, and there's a few of them who can come in afterwards and really really accelerate. But um, yeah, I was I was a little surprised that they were quite conservative today. Like you said, 109 overs. That that is a lot of overs to have lost. And not, not only that, to, to, to move away from that, it, it kind of speaks to how sides like England play Test cricket now. It's every time you're trying to aggressively go after the result. But then the question, and we're joined now by Mr. Eli, 
Master Eli, thank you very much for joining us. But the, uh, 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 but the question is, have the West Indies just looked at us and said, look, Zimbabwe is not anywhere near a regular full strength side. And therefore, we're not that worried about having to play, you know, one and a half days. We're just going to bat in the same circumstances and give us one and a half days to bowl them out twice. Because, you know, what happened with the, with the, what you call it, the warm-up match, where they got them out for 122. Do you think that might be the thinking? Um, I wouldn't say that might be thinking. Um, because if, at the end of play yesterday, um, I would have been happy being in either camp, looking at the way in which the, the boys played. Um, today we didn't get a full day's play. For me, I think that's a very big part because we're only about two and a half hours of play. We could have had more if we started at 9.30, coming through to 5.30. A lot of things could have happened. So when you're looking at the scorecard, it seems like as if the West Indies have the upper hand. But I'll still be happy with how Zimbabwe applied themselves. They have not given away too much. Look at the run rate in which they're scoring. At normal size in Test cricket now, they'll be going at four runs and over. But we're pretty much keeping them at two and under. It's just a matter of time of us having that breakthrough. We just need to keep pressing on. I think we just need to have a series of overs that are uh, solid enough to create um, pressure and something might give. You never know. But then we're looking at a West Indies side um, to be uh, Craig Brathwaite and um, and uh, Chandapal Jr. are playing similar cricket. They're not, they don't put themselves under pressure to make any runs. Uh, so then therefore given that scenario they're, they're going to make the least number of errors because they can just leave a lot of balls that a side like England or even Australia and India would not leave a lot of those balls. So then that, I, I just think in, 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 a, in, in a sort of like a crucible situation like we have right now, there's a possibility of rain again on Tuesday. Shouldn't you really be making most of any game time you have so you can force a result? Well, that's my thinking. I think you should really try and um, unfortunately, you have to take risks to get those sort of rewards. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, I don't think for me, West Indies took enough. Uh, and I'm anticipating that if wins above we're bats, I don't expect that they're going to be looking to try and get a result here. I think that we're going to see pretty much the same thing. But then, segue, different question. 89 overs have been played, all right, which fundamentally means that we've had one day of cricket played and everybody talks about day three the surface starts cracking up we haven't had day three uh, type the, the covers have been on for most of the time which means that tomorrow is essentially like another day two the the test is being is now in fast forward mode and my question if you're zimbabwe or the other side is that what's your tactic now if you're Zimbabwe, if, if, if look, if, if, if you had just had a full day of cricket and you got 90 overs and you had 212 runs, conservative cricket, that's a great number of runs. So, therefore, based on that, if you're the West Indies, you're like, we're in a good place. But given where the two sides are, what's the tactic now? Um, I would 
Another situation whereby Zimbabwe will not put themselves under pressure saying that we didn't take wickets, given the explanation that you've given that only after now if you combine the overs with one day of cricket that has been played. I think they need to approach it that minute that tomorrow is actually day two, although it might be day three. And then they just need to sort of continue on and create the opportunities that will allow them to, to get the wickets. And yeah, keep pressing on. Don't let the opposition put you under pressure. That's 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 my thinking. That's the approach that I would want them to take. Uh, yeah, I I, I think I, well, I agree with my, Eli because what I would think is just keep doing what you've been doing because uh, it's about we've done well. They haven't had a bad day in the field uh, if you think about it, um, and the, the way the rate at which the West Indies are scoring is never ever going to put them under pressure. Even if they made five hundred or six hundred, it's going to be at such a rate that. Uh, there's not going to be enough time for the West Indies to bowl Zimbabwe out twice to win this test match. Uh, it's going to be very, very unlikely to bowl them out twice on, the, on, the, on this wicket, unless it does break up, which I think is not going to happen as early as we thought, simply because it's not being played on. Uh, you know, so I, I, I don't think Zimbabwe has to change anything. Uh, and I, 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 what I don't know is what the actual thinking process behind how the West Indies have played. Um, because perhaps the West Indies are also viewing what they've achieved in this test match as a win, as, as, as really, really positive results so far. So I think we're probably going to see more or less the same throughout this, uh, the rest of this test match and probably into the second test match as well. So you're expecting, I guess, well, what I'm hearing from both of you guys is a lack of adventure on both sides. For me, I'll say that they'll play it safe. Don't put yourself under pressure because the minute you try to try to do something different, you it might not work out and you might give it away to, because right now it's evenly poised because tomorrow we could have a full day of play and we could get about seven wickets the reason why i say we could get about seven wickets because after having watched the warm-up match craig and chandapal they opened in the warm-up as soon as those two were gone the only person who seemed solid enough was Kamez. everybody else and then also there was um uh Raymond Riffle, who got another 100, he played well, but then everybody else who's in the side at the moment, they didn't get enough time with the bat. That's why even when they bowled Zimbabwe out, they didn't say follow on. They said, let's bet again and try and give people some more time with the bat. So I wouldn't change anything. Let's keep the way we are. If we get seven wickets, we could be in it. But like I'm saying, it for me, this might end up as a draw. I think uh, personally, when I look at it, uh, the the guys who are missing, I think the one person that made a difference for me is Sean Williams because he's an uncanny operator. He's got a crazy cricket brain. And I think he would have gotten a wicket because he's just got some cleverness about him. Having said that, I think the most impressive bowlers for me have been the spinners to start off with. Uh, Wellington, I guess, has got the best economy. I think he's got something like 29 runs in 16 overs or something of that nature, which means he's going in less than two and over. Yeah, and then you've got uh, uh, Rango, who's also created some of the most dangerous bowlers. Uh, Victor Nyawuchi has also been impressive. Um, so I'm looking at the those three as probably are going to be big deciders in this uh, particular innings. At, at some point, it's going to come through. It's going to, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a moment from those guys. Of course, Brad Evans, sometimes, like, he's the strangest guy. Like, if you go see his stats, his economy, when you watch him play in T20, 
if a guy concedes 20 in an over and then concede 10 in the next and then comes back third over and takes three wickets <laughs> so, so he's another guy who can suddenly just break a partnership or whatever but the question I will ask is there are Chamushi Baba in domestic cricket has been used a lot as a partnership breaker. He doesn't bowl a lot. Is, we, has Zimbabwe been a bit too conservative? That like try something different from the from the, your frontline uh, bowlers that you have. I mean, notwithstanding the fact that they've been impressive, but it's about for me. I'm thinking the in the perspective of partnership breaking. Uh, th- yeah, I think, uh, like for me, one of the things that I noticed on day one was uh, you pick two spinners, but you went through the actual process of only bowling them right at the end of the first session. Whereas it might have been a good idea to actually, because you've picked two spinners, you're saying this is a spinner's wicket, then you should have actually maybe even tried them a lot earlier. Because often a new ball skids on and behaves slightly differently to when it's uh, it's, it's older and turning. And that could have just created a, a, an advantage. But I, I think it's also Craig Irvin's nature. I, I mean, he's, he's, he's the kind of cricketer who, when he plays, he, def- he doesn't give anything away. He doesn't really experiment. He just, you know, he doesn't really, he keeps it really, really simple, really, really direct. So I think it's, he's going to captain that way as well. So, which I think it was, it was totally in keeping with the way he would um, have run a team. And I think, and, and you can't fault him for that. You know what I mean? I think he's done a really, really good job uh, as a standard captain. Final thoughts and expectations for day three? Um, for me, I would say I'm pretty much expecting probably the West Indies, these two centurions. Um, they might kick it on a little bit, try and increase the run rate. And if they can get to about three or four hundred, they might put us to bat in and see what we will do, whether we'll crumble under the pressure. But as for Zimbabwe, I don't see them changing pretty much anything. They will keep going with the strategy that they have. Oh, well, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, those, uh, the five debutants bat. Particularly, I'm interested in Tanunura Makoni and then uh, Gary Balance, I think, is going to be um, interesting to watch, largely because he's played at this level and he's played well before. And then I'm a big fan of Innocent Kayes. He's done well in the red ball, uh, sorry, in the red shirts in white ball cricket. Uh, it'd be really interesting. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> it's really the red shirt with the white ball, ball and yeah. the white shirts <laughs> with the red, red ball. ball yeah. <laughs> and then I'm really interested to see him play. Uh, I really would like to see him play and do well. And then I jokingly said to Chamuchuba, uh, we're going to get us 100 in this match. And I think that would be an absolute, like my fairy tale came right. If we uh, a couple of those guys got some starts, got some runs, got some starts in international cricket, because we know that they're going to be uh, probably dropped as soon as the full side is around. You know, but I mean, if they if they if they're impressive now, it's yeah. going to be difficult to drop. Yeah, them. but uh, but they've got to make hundreds. Yeah, and that's that's that's. But then a lot of the regulars that are there don't make hundreds often enough. So if these guys make hundreds, then it could be a, a, an interesting uh, conversation, conversation for yeah. for the selectors. Larry Quidditch here. My thoughts on, the, on day three is. There will be cricket and hopefully uh, less rain. <laughs> uh, from Queen Sports Club, Larry Kudirai. Darlington Matambanadzo. Eli. Tamirapi. 
So uh, yeah, uh, we're going to have another uh, podcast at the end of day three. Uh, follow us on the, on the socials at three mob.com. That's got a three in digits. Everything else is letters. And then you can also then uh, on Twitter at three men on a boat. On Facebook, three men on a boat. And this podcast is available on any podcatcher. So if you listen, want to listen to it on uh, Spotify or whatever platform you want to listen to it, just look for the Clubhouse End Podcast. Uh, my name is Lady Kurais, as I always say from where I come from. I see you, Sasebenza. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 